Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I have two members of my firefighting family with me. I have Ash. Hey guys. And I have Rob. Hey Carl. And uh, Scott's sick and everyone else has evaporated. I, I don't know where they got. This is what happens in summer. See, sun comes out, 30, yeah. 33 degree weather. Where have all the podcasters where gone? Where have Carl? all the podcasters gone indeed, Ash? <laughs> they have evaporated into the lakes mm-hmm. and the hills. In their trailers, their new trailers, Kevin. Uh, Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin. He just he bought that new trailer, and he just I think that's where he is. Right, Megan Megan can't get him out. He's just literally locked himself inside, and he's just (laughs) pretending he's on like a year-long camp trip now. Or he's in the doghouse, and that's why he's living in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Megan kicked him out. He's just sat in the driveway. Yeah, each to their own. Uh, (laughs) Hi, Kev. yeah, uh, we haven't really got any news today because mm-hmm. we're doing well, an interview. Don't you have something that kind of popped up that maybe we should talk about? Carl? We do have a little bit of something, I guess. We can mm. have a little chat about that. Yeah. Uh, we recently were contacted by the founder of Feedspot, and uh, they sent us an email. And uh, they said, "Where is it? Hold up. Let me see if I can find it." Uh, here it is. I would like to personally congratulate you as your website, the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast slash DTFF, has been selected by our panelists as one of the top 20 volunteer podcasts on the web. I personally give you a high five and want to thank you for your contribution to this world. This is the most comprehensive list of top 20 volunteer podcasts on the internet, and I'm honored to have you as part of this. So, there was a list and uh, we made number four on that list, yeah. mm-hmm. which I'm I'm very, very proud of us for. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy. It's great. I mean, I don't know how they get, like, we don't, we, we just learned about this uh, basically today. We'll, we'll, we'll say it was, uh, um, you know, the gentleman reached out to us. We didn't know that we were in the running for it whatsoever. Uh, it was just a congratulations that we were on it and um i mean we have to thank our, all of our listeners and followers for it for sure um something that we're we're really proud of what this has grown into and we're starting to see some recognition back i mean likes and listens and follows and that that stuff um is why why we do it we're we're doing it we, we started out as a group just to chat um and then we kind of saw this niche market we'll call it that we're fitting into um and more of this stuff coming back really lets us know that it, it's making a difference out there, I guess, which is good. It seems to be, you know, the, the comments and things that we do get from people that reach out to us does tend to be, you know what, I really appreciated this episode. Mm-hmm. The things you talk about have been the same problems that we've been dealing with, so it's really nice to hear other people are going through it. And it, the, the solutions that you guys have put forward to it have helped. 
even if it's just to spur on another better bigger solution yeah it still started a conversation in exactly. their exactly which was getting great. that conversation started our way of doing things isn't the solution never but it's always always <laughs> never never and always Not always but it's a way to spark change maybe uh we've we've been through it we're still going through it i think you will never stop there's always going to be change um it's how you adapt as a person and as a department um and and that's i think that conversation starter that a lot of people are getting out of it good to have positive feedback and know that we're not talking out her ass and that stuff that we're <laughs> I mean, actually I don't, I don't know if you wouldn't say that well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean scratch that from the yeah. record but. <laughs> but we're talking about stuff that is relevant and that people are looking for information regarding mm. absolutely and a, a lot of where this started and again the same message we always state we are not the be all and end all in fact that is far from it but what we do talk about are things that we do mm-hmm. actually do and actually genuinely work for us yeah so and if more and more people do that and we say it all the time start your own podcast man there's so much information that you yeah. have in your head that people would die for especially in the volunteer industry go on youtube right now search volunteer firefighter training search firefighter training and you tell me a video on there that is not like decades old that is actual quality there's so much information mm-hmm. inside of us as firefighters that we need to spread and not only will it help with the fact of making sure everybody gets the message but you want to talk about retention you want to talk about new firefighters mm-hmm. then how about we show them what we do how about we show exactly what's out there for what our guys are doing on a daily basis and learning for the training and I think that would 100% help inspire and more and more yeah. people to get involved. And, mm. Yeah, we must be doing something right here. We are episode number 50. Episode 50, man. Two people away. Keep listening, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then people keep wanting to come on. They which do. Is even, they I do. mean, I want to say it blows my mind because now I'm buying into, I mean, I, I was from the start, but I'm, I'm really seeing the, the impact of what we're doing. Uh, and yeah, it's great people from everywhere. You know, we've got... Um, from our country, from the states now, from overseas. I mean, it's it's everywhere, man. Our our reach is uh, is so cool to see where our listens come from. I mean, we get little stats on our social media posts, and we we can see where some of the interactions coming from. And it's, uh, uh, I mean, guys reaching out, being, oh, hey, I'm way up here in Alaska, and I'm loving this. Like we had one of those, right? Yeah. Just so you know, yeah. this is where we are, and. Uh, man, it's uh, it's a really cool thing. Uh, I think we have to thank all of you, our listeners, for it, for sure. 100%. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for getting this uh, number four in the top top 20. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all we are is a, a bunch of regular dudes just talking about fire, about something that we love and we're very passionate about. We do it once a week. We do it for fun. We make some silly fun videos. Mm-hmm. We like pepper spray and Scott. I mean, what else is there to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody out there that wouldn't want to. Really. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Except that one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fake news. I'm like, get out of here, yeah, buddy. That was. That Go was... pepper spray and see what happens to your eyes. Yeah, it's gonna like, suck for sure. That couldn't be pepper spray <laughs> because pepper spray only affects your eyes. And so I can tell you, man, pepper spray definitely does not just affect your mm-hmm. eyes. It messed Scott up. Which, 
Funnily <laughs> enough, he's not here because he's sick. Yeah, <laughs> and he why. has been for about a week. <clears throat> <laughs> so maybe it took down his immune system a little bit. But anyway, speaking of uh, making the uh, making the fire service better, sharing the the knowledge and mm-hmm. spreading the word, we have uh, we have a guest on this evening, and uh, the guest is uh, Mr. Matt Long. And Matt has uh, Matt's actually been kind of a, a a backseat part of the Volunteer Firefighter podcast. Yeah. For Four years, well, for about a year, and mm-hmm. like basically from the beginning, Matt was actually, and I don't know if for those long-time listeners that kind of listened back in the day, they would know that our original audio uh, right at the beginning was worse than it is now, if you can believe it. But <laughs> it was it was terrible. And Matt actually reached out and went, "Hey, love what you guys are doing, but you sound terrible." And uh, here's how you can fix that. So um, he helped us right at the beginning with some bits and pieces there. It was super helpful. Um, and uh, then he, he helped us again with some of the video content and things yeah. we were pushing out. And he's just been a great, great resource for us. Um, and me and me and him have actually become quite good friends and we chat back and forth quite often now. It's, it's really nice. So uh, Matt's gonna be on. Um, Matt, is, uh, Matt is a second lieutenant at uh, Phoenicia, I believe he said. Phoenicia. Yeah, it sounds uh, right. Phoenicia Fire District in Ulster County, New York. Uh, he's also the founder and director of Second Alarm, which is a foundation mm-hmm. for volunteer first responders. Um, and they're trying to build um, like a whole basis where we're always talking about trying to spread that word. Matt's created a, um, a non-for-profit foundation with some really impressive uh, impressive guys on the panel that are really trying to force this out there and uh, and to talk about the the issue the issue that is the lack of volunteers the thing that everyone keeps talking about mm-hmm. so we thought we'd have Matt on for a bit of a chat yeah and uh, without further ado we'll get straight into it Okay, uh, we have uh, we have Matt with us today. Um, Matt is a firefighter from New York, but I'm going to get him to tell uh, tell us a little bit more about himself. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time coming. I think. In fact, we've been talking about doing this for nearly a year. <laughs> I know. And every time we've actually tried to do it, one of us gets a call. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> So now we're both here. So does that mean we've like crossed the streams, and now we're both going to get a call? Is that? Oh boy! Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you're from, and uh, how long you've been on? Uh, my name is Matt Long. I'm a firefighter here in upstate New York in uh, Phoenicia Fire District. Um, I've been on for a few years. Last three years. Uh, I'm initially from Canada. From I grew up in Toronto and then uh, more recently out in eastern Ontario. Um, was never in the fire service in Canada. Uh, have uh, quite a few friends and relatives who are, who are so I kind of grew up around it, but never actually joined until I moved down here. And, uh, yeah, and I'm starting this uh, foundation called Second Alarm, which is uh, a foundation to start... Uh, working on a specific aspect of addressing the, uh, trying to address the recruitment and retention issue in the sort of volunteer shortage crisis. 
Yeah, we've been talking about that for a while actually, and it's really good that you've you've kind of taken that on um, on for yourself and and your team. You've got a, a really kind of good uh, good group backing you as well. Is that right? If I remember, you were saying you had a really good bunch. Yeah, we've we've really put to, started putting together an awesome team. I have uh, like I work at my day job. I work in uh, marketing and advertising. I'm a filmmaker. I make commercials and web content, and I work on you know all kinds of bits and pieces for ad campaigns and um so i've been sort of like pulling people from that world just as much as from the emergency services side of things um i have a good friend who has a lot of experience uh working with the army in uh recruitment awareness campaigns and uh yeah, we just started jamming on some ideas one day, and that sort of rolled into, uh, you know, st- starting this foundation. So, <clears throat> so the foundation is kind of targeted towards finding uh, finding people, getting the word out there for trying to find more volunteer firefighters, and, and really kind of spread the word of how awesome this job is. Is that is that kind of the the gist? There's- yeah, there's that, and it's it's really sort of what we identified as missing in the whole conversation was more of a like high level, uh, more of a, just simple awareness. We, the research really shows, and when you talk to people, people aren't aware of this issue at all. People have no idea. A, they don't know that we're volunteers. B, they don't know that they can just become a volunteer. See, they don't know that we need volunteers, and they definitely don't know how much of a of a problem it is. Um, so we kind of wanted to really sort of just focus on a very narrow aspect of the issue, in that we really want to just create uh, awareness campaigns and sort of foster the conversation and just get the public aware and talking about uh, what's going on. I think it's a really good idea, and you know we've we've talked about it on a couple of different episodes. Uh, we have well, I think episode I think it was fourteen or something. Where did all the fi- uh, where did all the volunteers, the volunteers go? go? Yeah, same sort of thing, right? Like that conversation of where are people? And in fact, I was looking at a uh, I was looking at a Facebook uh, group that I'm I'm kind of following, and I posted our episode in it actually earlier uh, earlier today or yesterday because there was people and it seems like every few weeks the same question gets asked hey guys comes up yeah i've been re- i've been asked to recruit i've been asked to start marketing to people and trying to get people on board give me ideas what do you do and it seems like the question keeps flowing out there on these different groups even the same groups multiple times a month yeah guys just don't know how to <clears throat> how to start the process um, I mean, we've been really lucky on our end here, but I, I know there's, I mean, it's everywhere. It's Canada, it's the U.S., it seems to be everywhere. Uh, just getting the process started, people don't know how to approach it and um, what kind of steps that they can do. So, I mean, it's, it's, a great, it, it's a great thing that you guys are doing. Well, I think also it's, it, you know, that those initial steps and that initial conversation, I mean, it's really, it's a communications issue. You know, it's 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 uh, how, how do you communicate with people? How do you, how do you plant seeds? How do you get uh, talk about ideas? And um, in the fire service, that's you know not necessarily our specialty. Uh, it that type of public communication. Um, you know, you probably wouldn't you wouldn't call a, an advertising agency to put out a structure fire. 
uh, and vice versa. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that sort of got me thinking, hey, maybe, like, what if we started engaging uh, people from the world of communications that actually do that for a living? Mm-hmm. Um, and the more people I started talking to, the just the outpouring of support and just people wanting to just, you know, throw in and just get involved in the co- it's just been so amazing and so inspiring that it just you know one thing led to another and it's kind of rolled into into this into into putting something together formally well i think i think that goes hand in hand a little bit with uh with kind of making sure that you're you're looking out for your community and detaching to be able to to, to see kind of the bigger focus of of, uh, of what your community needs and in, in this instance obviously we know that we need more firefighters not us necessarily as a department but as a, as a whole we need more people as a service. absolutely yeah so uh, I mean let's let's talk a little bit about that so that the, the um, you know what is it that the community needs like with that detached view do they do you think they see it very well or well I don't see, think they see the problem I don't think they see I mean I think they just think that they call 911 and someone shows up you know there's going to be you know lights and sirens real quick and i don't think people are really having a conversation about just really you know if this is something that's declining and if this is something that people are doing less of and it's not it's starting to kind of fall apart well how do we as communities and as society want to take care of each other how do we want to you know respond to these types of incidents it, you know, maybe, maybe the institution of the volunteer fire service isn't even the answer. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I really would love to get more minds together to discuss it and and get that discussion out into just the just the public in general uh, and see you know if people are armed with the knowledge of what's going on. You know what communities come up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It- it's it's one of those and I think it goes back like you said right at the beginning there like people people don't understand that if you want to volunteer your time you can volunteer your time especially when you're in this kind of thing there's we're always looking for people to do something right like whether or not it's pick up a hose or whether it's something back at the hall you can be filling air cylinders on big fires and be making a very solid uh, impact, Rob. You got something? absolutely. I mean, you know, making sandwiches, running water. <laughs> there's, yeah. There, there's a zillion things to do. Yeah. Rob. Hey, Matt. Rob here. Hey, question is, what is it that piqued your interest to join the fire department to volunteer your time uh, and um, give it yourself? There, you know, I think it was a, there was a combination of things. Um, just knowing other people who have done it. Um, I lived in, in Costa Rica for a long time in a really remote community and that had no fire department and really, I mean, short of a couple of cops that were like over an hour away, really no type of uh, infrastructure for dealing with that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and I saw just a, I saw it go wrong a lot. <laughs> just really, <laughs> really pear shaped over and over and over again. Um, so you know, living back here, I kind of wanted to get a little bit more involved. Also, I wanted to, you know, set an example for my kids. I wanted my kids to grow up in, uh, you know, with an example of, of community service and you know, really, you know, putting in an effort to to help others. And I think this is a great way of doing it. I mean, they love. 
they love hanging out at the fire hall. They love, you know, riding their bikes around the parking lot while we're washing the trucks. They're, you know, interested in what we're doing. And I just, I think it's just a great example for them to grow up around. Couldn't agree more. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. It's one of those things, even down here uh, at ours. And I think, again, it's one of those reasons that we have such a strong, like we call, we call it the fire family. It really mm-hmm. is the fire family. Yeah. You got enough Absolutely. People. Yeah, like, and, and everyone wants to show up and help. Everyone wants to be around and do these things. When we uh, we get together, it's always fun. The kids, mm-hmm. you know, they go to school together. We're all in the same town, right? Like, it's not like we, we don't bump into yeah, each exactly. other. Outside. We're all in small towns. Yeah. So I completely hear you. Yeah, it makes it makes total sense. Total sense. So uh, how did you actually did you mention how long you've been on? I don't think you did. Did you how long you've been on the the department? Yeah, just a few years. It hasn't been that long. Like three years now. Yeah. Um, you know, going strong, still d- doing lots of training, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm fa- fairly, fairly a noob. <laughs> do you, do you, Matt? Do you have a specific role in the department? Uh, I'm a second lieutenant. You're a second lieutenant. So, uh, kind of a junior company officer. There you go. Mm-hmm. So what? What? Uh, and I, I you, you have to uh, excuse my ignorance because I don't fully understand the um, the the system when it comes to lieutenants and things like that. What's the next role for there? Where do you move to? Uh, the next role, I guess, would be first lieutenant and captain. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, it, I don't know if I'll move up or stay where I am, or I don't know. Definitely not in a hurry. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, you know a lot of a lot of issues end up getting caused by you know people moving into roles they're not necessarily ready for just because there's no one else around. Yeah, I um, think that's very very valid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, really that's how I got here. No. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I know I'm getting made fun of. I was myself. <laughs> I was going to drop it on you and Scott. I was like, yeah, it just happened with us, too. <laughs> no, and sometimes it's a good thing, you know? Like, emergent leadership can be a great model. But sometimes, you, like, you know, not always. Yeah. No, exactly. Completely. We've uh, Our recent changes um, have been definitely for for the better for sure we've had uh because we've had that that newer blood in there and different voices in the crowd it's definitely helped Mm -hmm. you know definitely helped for sure yeah that's awesome i feel i feel like you know our district's moving that way too there's you know there's been a lot of change over the last few years and new blood and you know new ideas and things changing and you know there's always growing pains and there's always you know Mm -hmm. resistance and there's always the the problems that go along with 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 any fire department or any organization you know um or change in general but yeah it feels really positive and it's going in a great direction so it's you know it's exciting to work with a few people who are really into you know upping the training upping the scenarios up in uh you know looking at new equipment new types of technology like i love listening to all the stuff that you guys are doing and you know the products and the different training techniques and stuff and then implementing them on our training nights that's awesome. Gosh. Yeah, hey, I was just thinking as as you were talking about your role and how long you've been there. Um, how uh, how many members do you guys carry? And are you guys fully are you fully volunteer on call? Are you do you have any paid? Yeah, no, we're or? fully volunteer. Um, 
our district has three companies, and I think we've got only 26 or 27 active members. I think we only have six or seven interiors. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, I mean, we're, we're, we're running a lot of mutual aid. <laughs> Getting a lot of mutual aid. <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, I was gonna, like, so you're just, you're, you do a lot of uh, standby for RIT when you kind of go and do other areas, I assume? We actually, RIT works a little differently where we are. We, there are only uh, a couple district with, with, with a, here they call them fast teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're not actually trained in that. Uh, we have a, a neighboring district that when we're toned out to a structure fire, they'll actually send a fast team. Um, on an automatic aid. So it's kind of like the conversation we were having about a regional RIT team. Yeah, a regional RIT team. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How does it how does it work for you guys? Does it work well? Uh, I I'd say not all the time. Okay. They're not always close, they're not always available. Um the district that was our or is our general writ team has gone through their own growing pains and that it, that they've had a lot of changes in their department so they're not always uh, as readily available as they were once um, so I think our whole county is going through a little bit of growing pains when it comes to figuring that out um, you know different uh, different districts looking at implementing internal training for that which would be great I, th- I think it would be great um but yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, I mean, and uh, just just from an outside point of view, um, everybody, it, it just in my opinion, really, everybody I feel like needs to be trained in RIT. And regardless of, you know, whether or not everyone's going to go interior, if yeah. there's a situation that calls for you to go inside, whatever that situation is, and you... Uh, you are you have to make that call for to save a life, like, and you're going in... People need yeah. to know what to do in that situation, um, you know. And, and yeah, agreed, sure 100%. That, yeah, make sure everyone's good, right? Just because yeah. at least then if, it, if you don't need, like, this is, and this is one of Scott's biggest things, right? Who gives a shit about a piece of paper if you can't actually do the thing? So training, training for certificates is great and it's all fantastic, but ultimately knowing the actual information and doing the thing is way more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. So it's kind of it's kind of strange to hear you say that there's only so mem- so many members trained for interior when our whole department tries to train where we're like thirty ish members and seventy five percent eighty percent of those are able to go interior and do that type of work. It's just a kind of a strange thing to hear that you know five or six of your members are only trained for interior work. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that, that number's even up over the last few years. That's great. That's great. The numbers yeah, yeah mean, moving more, in the more, right more direction. More guys right? are getting into it. We got another, we got another uh, kid who just started Firefighter 1, so, you, you know, we're going to have Excellent. one more in, you know, another eight weeks or whatever, another few months. So, you know, it's, it's bit by bit, inch by inch, row by row. That's fantastic. Building the team. So do you, do you think or are is that number six is that driven because you've got some aging members in your department and all these new members coming in are getting the training or is it just a different way of doing things there i think for you know 
one reason or not or another over the last 10 years or so a lot of people have left mm-hmm. um you know i think you know so volunteer fire service has changed a lot um i think it's there's been a a big movement from more of a sort of community social club to a more serious Absolutely. you know less social more more responding more job yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I I do not disagree. In fact, we've we've felt that a little bit here, and we're actually we were just discussing the fact of that because we we still want to pull that back mm-hmm. a little bit and make sure that we still have that aspect because yeah, we have a big group of guys that are ready to go and kick ass, and and that's fantastic. But there has been a little bit of a lax lately in making sure that everyone's spending a little bit more time together. The Not social that, side of it. Yeah, the social side of it. Just because mm-hmm. we spend so much time together with the other stuff. But every, it's not that we're not tight and it's not that everything's not going well. It's just the fact that we haven't set anything up. Normally we do parties and things like that. We just haven't done it this year. Right. So it's on our cards too. So, Rob, you got, you got something there. Yeah, hey, Matt, in regards to training, um, are you involved with the training? Uh, yeah, I try to be. I mean, I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always showing up, and always, uh, and I think we all kind of share in, uh, in, in sort of coming up with ideas and scenarios, and you know, especially in the last year or so, we've been doing a lot more uh, multi-district training, which is great. Like bringing it, you know, just going to other districts, other districts coming up with us. We, uh, we have a joint Swift Water Rescue team with three other districts that um you know we've been training that a lot and it's good i i feel like there's there's definitely a lot it's ramping up and yeah i'm trying to get more and more involved with it our uh our county actually just got uh approval to build uh, a county-wide training center which is like a total godsend that it's going to be amazing um which i also think is going to ramp up every district's training so yeah no i mean i Personally, I'm I'm just trying to just throw new scenarios in the mix and, and get them get them drilled. That uh, that answer is great because you you said something I was going to ask uh, in regards to training. Does like your department get to set its own training schedule? Is it a a county wide or district wide training schedule? Um, but yeah, do you have a training facility? But it sounds like you guys are working towards that, so that's awesome. Yeah, we I mean our we we do Wednesday nights and. Uh, and then, you know, as stuff comes up, sometimes it's on the weekend, sometimes it's, it's you know, whenever. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, the more the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, Matt, uh, why, why is it so, again, when we, when we try and do these interviews, we're always trying to find, just kind of like you're doing with the second alarm stuff, we, we're trying to talk to somebody who enjoys being on the service, and it's always that question of why do you stay? What keeps you in the hall? I mean, I think it's a real sense of community, just it, like, you know, within the department. Um, you know, I think sometimes, as even as horrific as some of the calls can be, like, you never go home with a bad feeling. You always feel like you've done good. Um, at least I do, and and it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we get to light stuff on fire and put it out, and just, you know, 
do all kinds of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Matt's out there making the goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's just you know it's a fun thing to do. It's a it's great for discipline. It's great for. I don't know. I, I, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, again, couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't agree more. It's that fun factor that that uh, is is missed sometimes, and mm-hmm. that's I think part of where we tend to lose people sometimes. Uh, and again, not necessarily us, but if you if you don't make and as you were saying training specifically if you don't make training fun but still make it hard and challenging so it makes people want to do it it makes people want to try harder Mm -hmm. learn this new technique and get better at it then you start to get to the point where you're losing interest and people lose the will to to come and do those things right yeah you're so right and you get you you have to be aware of that all the time yeah yeah, you I, know, just like people losing interest is it's like a it's like a disease. You gotta just all the time be aware of keeping everyone into it. And that's the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, challenge, right? And and I think that's mm-hmm. what, uh, apart from the external view of what communities are looking at, um, and and how they view departments, but on an internal level, how do you make it? interesting every time how do you make it so that people want to come to training but then how do you make it and get them to buy in to everything as well not just the fact that they're showing up because you can get people that will show up every week but really they're just waiting for that two hour period to go so that they can have a beer with the guys and i still i get that too i still i still understand that but there's still another whole aspect that everybody needs to kind of stay on board with and that's that that's that kind of camaraderie team building stuff but making training hard mm-hmm. yeah. right, right so ash i mean just just over to you on that because obviously you're doing the you're doing the training officer position now would you agree with matt yeah i mean the we've kind of went around it there it's a hard balance to to make it fun to keep people there but to make it challenging to keep the skill level up, um, yeah, it's it's a really a really tough balancing act. Um, at times, it's it's great here. We we've got a really good group group of guys that want to come out and get after it. So when you throw those challenging scenarios in, it's almost like that's a reward. I mean, Scott Scott talks about it of his. Um, what does he say? Is uh, like leadership equity, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, you you throw you throw all the fun stuff at them. So when the shit comes, you've got all this leadership equity in the bank, right? So, oh, so yeah, it's real. You know, and and you can see it on on the guys and gals' faces that you know, yeah, like this might suck tonight or tonight might be quote boring because you're doing something that you have to get through. But you know in your mind, as a firefighter, that there's going to be a cool scenario coming down that's going to get everybody busy, uh, all that fun's going to happen. Um, I, I think for, for people out there that are doing it, that's, that's you know, really key, is to make sure that we, we give everybody a chance to have fun, but also to be challenged. Because if, if training's boring, you're going to be losing people just as fast if they're not having fun too, right? Like, Absolutely. That's, yeah. uh, that's the challenge but yet the reward is when you can find that balance and yeah. have you found it like becoming a training officer have you found there's like have, 
any little tricks or the things that you've discovered now by doing it for a while that, that, that you find work? So I don't want to take Scott's position as he's the training <laughs> officer. <laughs> um, We're the training team though. When both, did that happen? Yeah, both exactly. Rob yeah. and Ash are both on the, the training team. Yeah, so Scott's like our training officer. So, um, and then what he's implemented over the last couple of years now is he has that team. So I think that's the biggest. Oh, Rob, do you want to nope. chat? No, no, sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the biggest thing as a tip that I can offer is don't lay it all on one person. If you have a training officer or somebody that looks after that aspect in your department, utilize people under you, utilize people that have been there for longer than you, utilize people that are just fresh because you're going to get so many different opinions on what you can bring to training to, to keep it challenging, to keep it fun. I mean, I got asked to come on when I was still fairly, fairly fresh here and, um, I mean, for myself personally, I my confidence got way way higher, uh, and also just the whole skill level I, I think got got better. And then seeing the people that I like like Rob, um, all of his strengths, and then I sort of you know leaned on him for some stuff, and you know vice vice versa. You 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 work next to these people in a training role, um, and you you have to know it to teach it. So yeah, when you bring these other people into it. I, I think that's the biggest key that we can maybe nice, that's take, great advice. take from what we do and give to somebody else. Yeah. No man is an island. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You shouldn't yeah. leave it that way either. <laughs> so Matt, let's, uh, let's go over it. And this, again, this can be completely down to you where you go with it. But um, the, the most memorable call. The one, the one moment that will always stick in your head, good or bad, whatever it is, whatever you feel like talking about. Hmm. I think there's probably two. two? Um, bo- both MBIs. What one fairly early, early on in the game. Uh, you know, it was a fatal crash, snowy day. Uh, I really hadn't expected to get <laughs> thrown that deep into it that fast, but you know when you're just like one of the first couple on scene, and all of a sudden it's just like that that moment where it's whoa, this is real. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was a <sighs> yeah, it was a big extrication job, and uh, there was one survivor and and one fatality and uh yeah i mean without going into too far into all the details it was just a real like you know one of those solidified moments where like yeah i can deal with this yeah with the right team and with the right equipment you know we we can make this happen and yeah this is definitely something i want to be involved in yeah yeah I think uh, all of us can, we're all sat here nodding at each other. I think we all completely understand this. And anyone listening who's been to one of those will also listen in mm-hmm. and know exactly what's, what that is for, for sure. Like I, I, I think I just completed the JAWS training probably the week before. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hadn't quite actually. expected to use it so quickly. Um, but, you know, great experience. Yeah. Great experience, mm-hmm. and it was one of those like, okay, yeah, this is definitely, uh, I'm in the right place here. Yeah. Hey, Matt, with that, so with that type of call, 
what is it that you do or does your part department do to um, talk about or to relieve um, those thoughts or what you've seen? Like, who do you talk to uh, and what do you do to kind of get that off your mind? Um, well, they always do, uh, when there's a fatality, uh, like, uh, what do they call it? The critical incident stress debriefing. Yep. Um, but really, I personally, I mean, I know everyone deals with it differently. I, for me, just talking, a lot of talking about it. Um, I think, you know, anyone who gets into this type of work, like you're, you're inviting and allowing a lot of trauma into your system. Um, and if you're not consciously working on a way, uh, of figuring out how you're going to let it out the other side, uh, it's going to come out by itself. So Matt, do you, like when you go home, do you, do you talk to your wife about it? Is that something she understands, um, that you need that kind of communication, that talking about to make sure that you're all right and that your, uh, your state of mind is in check? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do quite, quite, quite often with her. Um, and she's been great. Um, I, I think at first I probably shared a little bit too much with my kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I, and I saw them start to get scared when I, the page would go off and I would go out on a call. Like I, I, so I really toned back and put a lot of thought into the way I wanted to talk about all this stuff with them. Um, but yeah, no, my wife's been super supportive. Um, that that first big call happened to be on our anniversary, oh, and I, I went straight straight from the scene to home into the shower and then to dinner reservations. And that was a that was definitely an interesting dinner conversation that night. <laughs> it's so, and this is one of those conversations, right? Like you and you have with people, and nobody but a person who's done it can ever understand. There's the job, there's what you do on the job, and then there's yep. life that kind of gets put on hold for the job for that, that period of time. And you still yep. you try and like, no matter what you've seen, no matter what you've just done, going back to hitting the switch and just back to like this reality of your actual mm-hmm. day over whether you just spent four hours cutting somebody out of a car or whether yeah. you were just doing a body recovery or mm-hmm. whether you just put out a structure fire or you were four hours on a grass fire and you're knackered, but you still have your life to deal with, right? Like, Tired yeah. for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Tired for the rest yeah, of us. still got to go to work in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Matt, with uh, talking with, so with that family, that talk with your family, before or just after you joined the department, did your wife realize just how involved being a member of the department was going to be or like with no. our with our families, our wives, all of a sudden they're thrust into this mm-hmm. department life where they're being called on maybe to assist with these different functions. Uh, what was her reaction? Um, it definitely took some getting used to and <laughs> as, as I'm sure you can all relate to. Um, but it, you know, I didn't know what it was going to take, and I didn't know the effect and impact uh, and draw it would have on on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, you know, I think my advice to anyone else, you know, people going into it is definitely, um, you know, have those discussions with your family and 
close friends and people who are, you know, going to be your support system and all that and make sure that they're aware and on board with the, you know, the commitment they're getting into. Yeah, it's a commitment for the entire family. And yeah. uh, it, it's uh, it's just one of those things that, are you, are you, are you type, right? Are you typing a letter right now? Or? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Taking notes here. Taking notes. <laughs> Taking notes. That's good. No, that's, that's fine, mate. That's all good. Um, <laughs> it's coming across like it's the old typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like murder she wrote going yeah, on right. in the background. I thought he was clipping his ear. Mrs. Lansbury? Wasn't it Angela Lansbury? Angela Lansbury. Yeah, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, Lansbury. Yeah, she she well, she might be. Well, maybe. She sounds Australian. Australian. Maybe. I thought it sounded like he was clipping his hedges or something like that. <laughs> right? Is it midnight or something I was there? Just, like playing with this like little kid's toy that was sitting beside me. <laughs> it's worse than me eating food while we record. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, no, this, this audio is going to do great. Yeah. Got, nobody got robbed to Kai with all of his bag scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> just sat there trying to chew crisps quietly. What do you call them? Chips. Chips. There you go. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> yeah. Complete time. Um, yeah. Again, that's. Uh, you're right. The the family thing is a huge thing. I know that when we have interviews with um with new recruits, mm-hmm. it's one of the first questions on the list before the job or before anything else goes on. After that, it's yeah. the conversation of, does your partner know? How do they feel? Yeah. Have you discussed? Do you both understand that this is a family thing and everyone tends to be involved? Yeah. yeah. Ash, you, you can speak to that because I can see that, you know, with Cass, who, Cass yeah. talked about it when she came on for the Wives episode. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Which was great. I loved that episode. Oh, beauty. Oh, yeah, great. it was. Uh, uh, it seems like it was really well received from the listeners yeah. and then like the wives love doing it it was yeah. uh, and getting the distinct differences you know you had um, my wife she she has been around the service her whole life which is really cool um, new as a spouse with me so that's a completely different dynamic than having that, that dad that runs out and um, ah, great dad he's, he's my dad he's already my hero and I was out there kicking ass like that's like the best yeah. and then there's the oh shit that's my spouse and I've got these children and yeah, now he's gone different, it's a uh, different dynamic so. type of risk <clears throat> so and then to the the Megan <laughs> yes. I listen to her She's and I'm like do you even care <laughs> <laughs> I said like, I said to Cam I was like <laughs> Megan, Megan doesn't even care. She doesn't even notice you're gone. She just no. <laughs> she's, she laughs. I like, was funny. And we joke about that, but she understands because she has been in. A, she was on search and rescue here, yeah. so she yeah. has been on the the calling outside of life, like where she was the one that was responding. So she gets it, and I, I think it's a, a little bit different than people that haven't been in it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, like Carl says, is to, to to really try to prep people when they're coming through in in that sort of interview process. Because it's an interview for us, the department, as much as it is for you, the potential member. Because they don't Absolutely. know. Like, I had no idea. I had Vic. We've got this older gentleman that's been around for many, many years. And he just leans across the table. 
do you and your wife have any idea what you're getting into? <laughs> like, he's yelling at me. And I'm like, no. Like, I, I really don't. I'm sorry. Like, should I, should I have studied? So that was their way at the time of saying, you're about to see some shit. And does your wife know about the shit that you're about to see and how that's going to affect you? But I didn't get it. So now we try to do a bit better job of relaying that across. We've got a really good selection committee going right right now. Um, and luckily, I don't think we're going to have to use it for the remainder of the year, which is good. But getting that information across and really letting that potential member let that sink in, because there's going to be so much time between that interview and then them becoming a full-time functioning member that, yeah. they, that they can see, hey, do I have that sort of support system what do i need to do to get that system because i'm you know we're all sitting here we've, we've got spouses and you know family blah 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 but there's people that move to a town be it carl from the other side of the pond so what's his support system if he hasn't been here for a while right so well me yeah much same like with yourself, me. Right? I, I, yeah i came from a different country and moved mm. here sort of you know just sort of showed up in this town mm. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, prepping people for that, um, you know, you had no idea what you were going to roll up on on that MBI call and then how that, how you would carry that with you once you left. I mean, you went home, you showered up, you went out for your anniversary dinner. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're, yeah, like (laughs) your demeanor is going to be completely different. Um, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. I would be quiet the rest of the night. I would interact, but very reserved. Um, Yeah. And on a day like that where, you know, like your wife's looking for, hey, this is our anniversary, super romantic. I mean, I would have been, I don't want to say a shell of myself, but I, I would have been very, very reserved. So oh, absolutely. The shocker for the spouse on those kind of days is uh, um, something that you really can't prepare them for, but you can at least try. You, you can arm them with a little bit of information going into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually since I've found some uh, some pretty good resources like online for for families like just a sort of information. I can't remember where it was. I have a link and I'll send it to you guys. There please was do. one. Please do. Yeah. It was a good PDF of just like just for families to prepare families and all the different things. Uh, it was just it was really good information. I can't remember at the moment, but I'll definitely find it and send it to you guys. Yeah, we'll send it. To see. Yeah. We will throw that up on the page because mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that's, uh, that's super useful. Yeah, for it's it. helping people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Matt, is, uh, you said you had two. Uh, yeah, the other one, it was, uh, I think it was, I mean, it was, it was another car crash. And we were running mutual aid uh, for extrication uh, to a neighboring district, and it was uh, it was two two law enforcement officers. It was a one guy's wedding night, and uh, it was the the groom, the best man, and one other guy who had after between the wedding and the reception had taken this fast car for a. Uh, a joyride up and down a really windy road and end up wrapping around a tree. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, and it was just a, like a really, just a really heart-wrenching call because, I mean, this, you know, this guy just got married and, uh, you know, the whole, eventually the whole wedding party went out to search for the 
you know, the missing groom and best man. And they, you know, they rolled up on the scene and it was just a really, uh, you know, just a really emotional call for everyone involved. It was really graphic and it was really, you know, it was all there. Mm. It was a hard one to, hard one to forget. Yeah. yeah, I think it was really hard for everyone to process, and especially because, you know, it was, you know, there was just like, because they were in law enforcement, there was just a lot of investigation and there was just a lot of stuff going on on, you know, on the scene end of it. Uh, it was, just, it was just a, it was a really hard call for everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine something like that one, actually. With yeah, law enforcement have... involved too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially in small towns where everyone knows everyone knows everyone, right? It's a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have that the... camaraderie together still, right? So... Yeah, absolutely. Um, these uh, guys were from from the city, from the NYPD. Um, so there was that going up. They brought up the accident recreation unit from the from the city, and they were helicoptering people in and out. And it was just a just a whole bunch going on. But it was just a really, you know, just the, just the emotion of what had just actually occurred. You know, just it was hard to, I think, for everyone to just get around that and just do your job. Yeah. Right. Again, it's that, and I'm glad Rob asked the question there on uh, on what your department does with kind of the the post scene talks because those things are so important, and I I we, I don't think we talk about it enough that when we have those hard calls, we make sure that we do those things. We're very lucky. Um, our guys tend to be fairly open with with a lot of the things, mm-hmm. but we also have Todd, and Timeless Todd comes up, and he being one of the lead paramedics, he's also. Um, kind of the guy for our, our PTSD stuff and our conversations mm-hmm. on that and he's very open to um, private conversations if you need to call him and um, we've got a lot of guys that are open to that too that's great. One of them. Mm-hmm. you know it's just if if you need to talk we've got people around and that is the most important thing if anyone takes anything away from this conversation is don't don't do it on your own you don't need to there's a reason we're a team Mm-hmm. Out in yeah, the field. exactly. Don't right? bury it away. So yeah. don't, yeah, don't think that you're on your own. There's, yeah. if you're in that fire family, your fire family cares, and you're not going to be the only one. It's just like the guy in class, right? Mm-hmm. You put your hand up to ask the question, and six other people realize, oh shit, I need, I need that, that answer, answer too. Yeah, sure. It's yeah, the same yeah. thing, man. It's There's the guys thing. out there that don't know that they need to hear it. Yep. Until they hear yep. it. Um, you know, like going going back for us as an example. We we had a member that uh, passed. Not uh, it wasn't line of duty, but uh, we actually responded to to his res or sort of his residence. Um, so it was it was a pretty tough call. And oh wow! We, we did get Todd up for it, and I started to look around the room as we were speaking, and you can see people realizing what this means to them. In yeah. the moment, and it took me back. Like I was on scene, we were uh, doing our, our our job, and um, you you know everybody there, and it was super tough. But you, you have a job to do, and you're hoping for a good outcome. Mm-hmm. But when there isn't one, now you know what you're going back to the hall, and how that's going to resonate throughout everybody. And you know we. We're lucky to have Todd. Todd was great. He uh, he's been through some some pretty serious PTSD in his life, and he's he's been on both sides of the the bottle it up and the talk about it. And that's the change in the service as well, because like ten, right. ten years ago it was 
you know, shut up and deal with it. Exactly. That suck was it up. the mentality, yep. right? Suck it up. Where you know, there's no there's no space in the fire service for emotion. It's just go out there and kick fire's ass and that's bullshit. <laughs> there's so yeah. much space here. It is the family the the whole thing that you know Carl was saying. Utilize that that family. Absolutely. Mm. So important. So um Let's uh, let's let's move, let's move away from the darkness. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> move into, into the, the light. light. Find uh, the light. <laughs> the uh, the the one the one question I love asking people is well when we have people on and we, even when we're having conversations with people online when people reach out to us um, is uh, is basically is there anything unique and uh, useful like technique wise that you or your guys do something that we can share and spread and maybe help other people do we try and do it with our videos whenever we come up with something or we've been doing something for years which we feel works we try and share it so we just want to try and pull a little bit out of everyone we get on the show and this is uh, your opportunity so what we got there Matt you got a name for us you know I've been thinking about that question a lot <laughs> since you sent me the question um, and you know I don't really know that there is. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm kind of drawing a blank on that one. That's okay. Well, what, you're also I going ser- through... I certainly learned a lot uh, of new techniques from you guys. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's always nice to hear. So the flip side of it, what's and, your favorite learned technique? <laughs> yeah, there you go. What's your favorite learned technique? I like that. I think my most useful one that I've picked up from your show is the rescue strap. Oh, there you go. Yeah, now I carry it in my pocket, side pocket all the time, always hanging out, and it's just, I've, I've used it so many times from, like, you know, doing, doing a, you know, pulling back the roof of a car, strapping it down, to, like, searching off it, to so many different things is coming in handy for it. It's, it's that's my, probably my, my favorite tool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That uh, safety strap can come in handy for so many things. We used to, we used to before we ended up looking into the snagger tool stuff. We used to use it as a harness. We used mm-hmm. it for carrying the two and a half through harness. Yeah, yep. dragon hose, like for yeah. It, I've used it for that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, good, good tool. Even for uh, keeping tabs on your partner, you can always, you know, yep. throw it across. Helps clear rooms if you're doing searches and things like that. Well, yeah, we've used it for that. I mean, it just opens up your your. Uh, you know your range of search so much by just giving you that you know extra few feet to just to just be connected and search off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we used to have years ago. We didn't have straps, or we had our straps. They would go in our gear. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't come out for anything. Yeah. Work, work their way to the bottom of the pocket. Yeah, the bottom it's of the true. gear. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the other ones as well was: um, Do you have like? So obviously, well, and I want to get back on the second alarm just before the end here, but do you have a tip for anybody who would be thinking about or looking to get involved in the fire service? What would be the, hey, I'm looking to join. What would you tell me about it? Like, what would be your one tip? I would say, A, it's a great thing to do and do it. Uh, But really just... um really be realistic and, and learn what all is involved like I really you know some some departments I think like are, are good at uh, putting that information out and some don't at all really 
like I knew that there was going to be a lot of training. I didn't really know what it was going to be, what the timeline was, what certifications I really needed. Um, you know, it was a lot more than I expected. I loved every minute of it. Um, but I think really arming yourself with the knowledge of exactly, I mean, you're never going to know exactly what it's going to take, but just from a, a time commitment perspective, just really try and get an idea of, uh, how much time it's going to take and really uh, ask yourself do you have that time because it's the kind of thing that if you get halfway into it and you realize you can't do it it's it, you've done a lot of stuff yeah yeah I completely agree with that yeah. so uh, Matt I just I want to go back to before we kind of tidy this up I want to go back to your second alarm stuff because your second alarm stuff to me and obviously to you and to all of us is a very important thing that I feel like people need to know about. They need to look at and share. You did this. Uh, you did this one video, and again, it was because of obviously all your your phenomenal skills and your advertising stuff and your video editing and things. You did that one, and I don't think it, I don't know if it's been released publicly no. yet. No. Uh, with the with the the trucks and the house is on fire and the hose is in the like laying in the snow, the trucks yeah, that are there. Yeah, on our website. It's on the website. Yeah. So what's the website link there? Uh, it's uh, secondalarm.org. Two N D alarm.org. Okay. Um, and yeah, that was the first video. That was actually a smaller video that we cut out of a bigger video shoot uh, that we did in the winter um, for our first fundraising video because we're kind of rolling this out in stages the first uh fundraising campaign we're, we're going to do is just a smaller campaign sort of within the fire service and within you know friends and family and stuff we're really just looking to uh put the funds together to actually get the not-for-profit register to get you know just the legal fees get all everything all the ducks in a row so that we can uh sort of bring this into the world in a more official way um but yeah, that, that video was super fun, and we got uh, blessed with a killer snowstorm that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were shooting. We couldn't have been luckier. It looks awesome, because you got the trucks there, the lights are going, the hose is running. There's no yeah. one there. Like, just the hose is left on the ground, and the house is burning, and it's just like, you know, what would you do? It was powerful. Yeah. Really. It was. It was very, very powerful. powerful. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, more to come. Good, <laughs> solid effort. So yeah, we will get that link up on the website for everybody to get around um, and make sure if you if you can help in any way, even if it's just spreading the word and making sure that more and more people know about this, this is gonna help the entire fire service. This isn't just gonna help locally, this is gonna help nationally. Like it's a big, big deal. And the more everybody gets behind it and really starts to help push it, the better off all volunteer departments are going to be. This is going to help shine the light on those things that have been hiding around that we haven't been able to kind of, you know, bring to the surface. And this is really going to help with that um, through television, through, you know, through ads and, and everything else. So really get behind it. Really, really help. Fire family, you know, rally around and let's, let's, uh, let's yeah. see what we can do here for, for Matt and for the entire service. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Matt, we'll uh, we're, we uh, we're gonna leave it there, mate. It's, it's, uh, we've almost been chatting to you for an hour, which has been great. <laughs> I 
was fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm glad none of us got uh, toned out during this last hour. <laughs> we've, we've been begging for one, actually. Just yeah. <laughs> especially recently, it's been fairly quiet. Mm. Right on. Yeah. Nice cool. Well, thanks again, guys. And uh, yeah, stay safe out there. Absolutely. You too, buddy. You take care, and we will talk to you again soon. All right. Take it easy. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was Matt. So uh, that was that was a solid conversation. Um, it's really nice to have him on. Finally, actually, it's been it's been a long time coming. Yeah, long time listener finally caller. First, <laughs> first time so, caller. Yeah, yeah. So true. Me and Matt have been talking back and forth for many years. Like I said before, mm-hmm. uh, well, not many years. Sorry, uh, many many months. It feels that way. Feels that, that way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It really you know, does. And it's that brotherhood thing too, right? Everyone's we're mm-hmm. all dealing with the same stuff. We all yeah. got the same mindsets. It it tends to work well, but. Um, yeah, it was it was really good to really good to get him on. I think again, uh, for me as as part of that conversation, I know that we briefly discussed the fact of making sure that everyone around you knows if something's bugging you, if you've been on one of those calls, it's ticking at the back of your mind and tapping in the the back of your eyeball, and you just can't get rid of it. You need to talk about it. It's very very important. Um, if you don't talk about it. It's just gonna get worse, and it compounds. You know, you can try and tuck it into the back of the drawer, but ultimately, mm. all you're gonna do is just keep building on that. Every time you tuck something in there in that space, you're just gonna fill it, and it's just gonna make it worse. So just talk about it, man. Get out there. Uh, I use the quick analogy in there. It's like the question in the classroom. There's more than you that wants the answer. There's more people out there that need that answer. When you put your hand up and you ask that question, it's the same thing as speaking up and making sure that everyone's good. Not just yourself. It's mm-hmm. being there for your brothers and sisters and making sure that everyone's okay with that. Yep. Yeah. Would, uh, Definitely get yourself a support system, um, be it a spouse, be it some guys at the hall, because you know those guys at the hall are going through the exact same thing. And they'll... Nobody's going to shun you for talking about it, right? Um, Those times we're are all, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Or they we're should all, be at least. They should yeah. be at least. We're all, we're all here working together. and Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely talk about it. Don't bottle it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with all of that. I mean, hearing, you know, again, all of us talk, talk about it was great. Um, what I really liked and keeps popping up in my mind every time we hear from listeners, um, new new friends now right like I mean the fire family it's yeah it's that, that whole fire family but with the second alarm what jumps out at me is everything we do we, we're the volunteer service right like this isn't our breadwinning job so you find people like him that's his background is leading him down a path that's going to help everybody. Um, and that's the true fire service to me, the volunteer fire service, is we, we all bring something to it. And it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, Matt's bringing in his advertising and his tech savvy. Uh, he helped us with it. Um, and he's looking to help everybody. We all bring something. We might not, we might not even know what we bring yet. But I love seeing all of our listeners, all all the comments coming in, uh, hearing what people's backgrounds are prior to the service, because it brings something special to it. 
Uh, and, and that's kind of the one-off that you don't get elsewhere because this isn't our job. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I loved everything that came out of it, but that really resonated to me was, you know, he's doing something amazing for the service because of his job. Not because of, I shouldn't say that. But he's able to do something amazing for it because of his job. Yeah. Um, and we all lean on on our personal lives and our and our work backgrounds and things that we've done or things that we're doing. Um, and it's all a matter of what you do with it. So, you know, good on you, bud, for, for getting this mm -hmm. started. And I, I think we as a group, we as a, a extended fire family really need to back this because it's uh, what he's doing is next level. So... Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to leave it there. As always, yeah. we uh, we really appreciate everybody listening. Thank you again for getting us on the list. Not sure how that was done, but hey, it worked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> number four. <laughs> Not bad. Very well done. And we, we mm -hmm. really, again, we appreciate everything everyone does and every interaction that we get. And people reaching out and asking us questions. And we hope that the answers and the questions that you give us, uh, we respond in a way that makes sense. And uh, we hope that you get something out of this. It seems yeah. to be the case. Our listens are going up. We're getting more shares. And our Fire Family Online is growing by the day. Mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate you all. It's a, it's a very, uh, we, we're very humbled by yeah, this absolutely. entire it's thing. It's a very humbling experience that we're going through. Um, big, big thanks to all, all you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And with that, we will do some quick shout outs there, Ash. Yeah, I mean, this has turned into a bit of a long one there, but uh, we'll we'll wrap up quick here. Um, <clears throat> as always, every, every week we're going to shout out for uh, Modus Fire and Rescue. They've, they've got uh, a couple items that we've been playing with. The Snagger Tool, uh, their Door Wedge. They've got a um, an OT Wrench coming out. They're doing some cool stuff with uh, the, what do you call it, like photoluminescent, the shine in the dark reflective. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. reflective in the dark yeah so it's really neat um they're doing some really good things they're a, a pretty smaller company that's doing that's making some some big big waves in the service we're buying into it um we got some product test for free we really appreciated it uh we as a department are now buying into it we're we're gonna outfit a couple trucks with uh, some of the product um uh we yeah we just thank thank them and uh, what they were doing for all of our listeners is uh, if you are looking for any of their product, DTFF5 is going to get you a 5% five, 5 off um, the wedge, the snagger tool, uh, and anything else. That, I mean, they've got a bunch of products that they're working on now. So check those guys out. Uh, RZ Masks, uh, basically the same deal. We got it to test. We're running them now. We just landed all, all of ours. Guys are, it's cool seeing guys pull them out for mop up for for small small things so our whole department's bought into it as well that that added um safety factor that normally you just pull off your mask and suck bad air <laughs> uh you don't want that to happen but it happens we're helping everybody get away from that and that's where rz mask come, comes in um you know getting some of that fringe exposure that um uh, I think in days past maybe were the norm. Now we're moving away from that because of all of the uh, the harmful things out there. So our RZ Mask, great. Uh, we've got some video out there with them. Uh, they've extended a really good discount. So if you go on their site, 
the discount code is public safety uh, and that is going to get you 30% off uh, any any one of their masks it's uh, they've got a couple options um, we found one that works for us the M1 I M1. believe right yep. yeah but they do have some other ones and I can see the benefits of some of the other masks but for what we do I love the M1 uh, on and off quick really nice seal uh, fits tight right inside of our uh, turnout gear so check those guys out uh, Chief Miller the guy's everywhere. I think at this point we don't need to say too much about him. Check him out. Um, basically, any content that you're looking to see is going to be coming over at you through one of his sources, be it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Chief Miller Apparel, get on board with that. Uh, and uh, Chief Miller Media is where he shares all of the stuff that, that we're doing. Uh, he shares many other podcasts that are out there uh, and pages and some, some brands. So check check that out. Uh, one of the other things that he does share is our uh, friends at Brotherhood Academy Radio. Um, I was just listening to their podcast, driving back from uh, Silverwood. I took my kids to uh, um, go see some roller coasters and water slides and whatnot. So pumped that out while we were driving. And um, quickly, their, th- their episode this week, it was just Nick Solo. And he spoke about the importance of the uh, uh, truck driver, the uh, pump operator, um, and the training that goes goes into it so they're hitting on pretty important things similar to what we're doing here but with an american twist uh so check those guys out we we uh pump their tires they pump ours and lastly we use i am responding uh it works it works for us we get nothing out of them um other than some really good support um check them out it's helped our response times it'll probably help yours and there we are. That I think that's, yeah. first, that's literally the first time we've got through that so quick. Yeah, well, you know. Our list is getting bigger. It is getting bigger. Yeah. And I, I think we got to add something to the list. Yeah. I think we got to add second alarm at the end. Yeah, I think second if alarm. If we can throw that out there every time just to really yeah. help pump the product. It's not a product. It's, yeah. a, it's a movement. It is the it's information. a movement. Right? I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the information yeah. side. So second yeah. alarm. Make sure you're on board with Second Alarm. And second yeah. Alarm, that's 2ndalarm.org. 2ndalarm.org. And uh, as always, I know Scott would also like to mention Stop the Bleed. Yeah. Stop the Bleed, if you can get on board with that, absolutely 100% do. We had actually a few people reach out to us on the Facebook page for more further information on uh, on uh, Stop the Bleed and how they could get involved for their communities. Mm-hmm awesome fantastic that is that, that is by far like you know right there that is yeah. fantastic so make your difference yeah. yeah we're all trying to make differences that is a very very positive and and uh an easily achievable one to do so get out there do it and uh yeah look yeah. after yourself stay safe and try and keep others that same way as we always do every day ash thanks guys rob thanks carl Thanks everyone, thanks very much for listening, thanks for your support, stay safe.